Jane, you are nose to nose with Charles Lemorcier. You now see a hint of fear behind his eyes as you test and check his resolve. What do you do? I've got the advantage here, but I also don't know what he might do, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right where I am and I'm not gonna move and I'm gonna let him make the first move. Charles sits back in his chair uh, and says, Do you think I'm alone in what I'm doing? No, I've got allies. I've got what I need. Do you really think you and maybe you can convince your friends to help out are really going to be able to do anything? I'm going to give you one more chance. Stop messing with me and my class or something will happen and there is a brief pause from him and i think there is this lingering tension in the air as you finally hear the door slide open behind you and hear uh, a familiar voice uh, right uh, charles i need to talk with Jean now i compose myself and i it's Jorg, right? It is Jorg, yeah. You Rock you turn on. around and see a Goliath's frame, so you assume Jorg. Excellent. I look at Jorg and I say, yes, sir. And I look back at Charles and I say, I'll see you in class, sir. And I leave the room. As you walk out the room, Charles picks up his glass and takes another drink uh, and sets it back down in front of him and says, Always a pleasure to talk to you, Jen. I can't wait to see you in class. Uh, and he has this big old jaunty smile on him. And the door slides shut as you and Jorg walk out of the room. And Jorg is completely silent as he walks down the hall with you. Okay, uh, I'd like to do a, like, would I do perception or insight to see if I feel like he knew what was going on? That'd be insight for sure. Gotcha. Okay, that's a 23. You get two things. You get the feeling that he knows what was going on and that he was not okay with it. Okay, then I'm going to take a chance. And as we're walking, are we walking away, I take it? Like down a hall? Yeah, like you guys are walking. You like know the lay of the land sort of by now. It's been about a week, a week and a half in school. Uh, and you notice that he is walking in the direction of his office. Okay, I ask him. Are we going to your office, sir? He says, Yes, I feel like it's about time that we talk, you know? And then you hear a message in your head, and you hear his voice again in your head say, Right, he didn't do anything, did he? And you know, you know that back? he is casting, yeah, you can think back. He's casting message. He tried really hard to intimidate me. But I'm not sure why. He's threatened, and I don't know what I got close to. Uh, Jorg sighs slightly, and then you hear again in your head, Right, maybe it's best that I talk to all of you then. Go get your friends. Yes, sir. And then I do a quick montage of finding everybody. Jen <laughs> is in the bathroom, and Jen knocks on the door and busts down and says, Let's go. Then Molly's in her room with her wife. <laughs> and I walk in and the ghost dissipates back into the thing and I'm like, Molly and ghost, come on. 
Anna's doing backflips. About to hit it off with Shelly, but then she gotta go. Oh, she no. go. Got taken away go. at the go. last second. There goes her confidence. Tree is in the hallway, just walking around, and the audience loves He's it. He's part of our crew now. <laughs> part of our crew now. <laughs> you you go, and the only person you can't find is Rose, uh, and you just assume she, she's been meeting with Daryl Albertson recently. I think it's safe to assume she might be in there with him. Do I find Rust? You look all over for Rust, uh, and you are not able to find him. You know he should be around here somewhere. Um, I ask Blue if they know where Rust is. Is this before or after I've been talking to Ira? This is recently after. Because depending on what it is, they like she could have found me like trying to hack Ira. <laughs> That's what Blue would be doing, <laughs> trying to hack into Ira. Yeah, but you are you are not able to find Rust. Yeah, but that's probably where they'd find where 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 Jen would would find Blue. So Blue doesn't know where Rust is either. No, they're very distraught about it. Oof. Well, uh, I tell Blue we can figure that out later. We have to talk to Jorg, and I think we have to do it now. I want to be mean and say make a persuasion check, but I also like nah. They'll 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 go with you, but. I've got a minus very, one to persuasion. Don't very reluctantly, do no, they'll <laughs> they'll go. I would say I think if it helps you any, Blue, I think you get the idea that maybe Jorg has information. Yeah, because he what is I think. in charge. Yeah. yeah, getting towards Jorg's office. His door is the first teacher office door that you see closed. Hey, Caleb. Quick question. Quick answer. On his door, does it say Dorg Dorg? <laughs> Jorg's <laughs> Dorg. It says Jorg's door, and there's a picture of him that you can tell. It's like you know, like when a professor has like a selfie on their uh, office door. That's like just awkward enough that it's endearing. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. Like he's smiling really big, and you can see the other teachers in the background like staring at him, really confused. It's it's cute. Aww. Real quick, before we, like, get into George George's Dorg Dorg, I would like, am I within 100 feet? Is his office within 100 feet of Charles? It is, it is not. Nuts. It, okay. it is, it is about, it's, I'd say it's about 150 feet away. I don't know if there's, like, a extended range on the spell, because I'm assuming that's what you're doing, but. Well, uh, with fine familiar, I can, with if I'm within 100 feet of my familiar, I can telepathically communicate with rat and see through so i have to be within 100 feet to do my spy stuff but if we're 100 feet away then you're just a mean dm i am a mean (laughs) dm okay yeah but uh jorg hears like footprints outside of his office and goes and slides open the door and says come in uh and he goes back and sits behind his desk uh and you see his office is cluttered there are papers everywhere there's seats for all of you it's a fairly big office because he's a big person but his office is messy to say the least uh, everything okay there boss yeah uh jen what exactly are we doing here first everyone can i still think at jorg yeah you can still think at jorg okay i think is it safe to talk openly you can say a few things i'll clarify anything that i need to okay then uh i just kind of spilled to everyone how uh charles just gave me the lean hard in his office 
Yeah, the the door slides shut behind you as Jin recounts. Okay, I'll try to keep this quick because I feel like something big is going on. But my meeting with Charles because I opened my big mouth in class the other day took a dark turn. He threatened me and told me to stop disrupting class, but then said something along the lines of, what, you think that you and your friends can stop what I've got going on here? Like there's some sinister conspiracy that he thought that we were on to. And then George showed up before things could get worse and told me to get you guys. I thought something weird was going on with him. Mr. George, what's going on exactly? You see him clear a few papers away on his desk and you see a uh, button on his desk and he presses the button. Uh, basically, it holds itself down. He says, right, now we're not being watched. Okay. And he fully just breaks this, like, big guy act. And he just slumps. And he puts his head in his hand. And he says, so Charles is evil, right? Like, we can all just say that? So evil. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, he's evil? Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. I'm kidding. Oh, I mean, it was it was funny, when I appreciate it, you know. Uh, and he says, gee, okay, right. So, um, basically, you lot, and wherever Rose is, uh, she's been talking with Daryl, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Daryl's safe. There's a lot going on right now, and it's hard to explain all of it, but, um... How can I put this? So, um, Jin, you met with Charles. He threatened you because he thought you uncovered something, right? So that's my only guess. I cannot reveal what he thinks you uncovered because if I do, you will be put directly in harm's way instead of indirectly in harm's way. So some of the teachers at this school are not the best and some of us are good we're fine oh goodness how do i put this uh so charles used to be a good person and um jim the bomb that hit your planet i don't remember what it's called uh, but that one right the arad bomb arad yes so uh how can we put this uh Charles was fine before the bomb, but after the bomb, something happened, uh, and he's completely different now, and I don't know how to explain it. What are they working on? What? Who is they? Who does he have with him? What's going on? Yeah, what exactly? Changed how? What's happening? Well, let's just say this. Before the bomb, we were too close to one of the detonation sites, so we all kind of got hit with some of the stuff. Wasn't a big deal, though, right? Before bomb... Charles was the nicest person I've ever met. He literally would give his life for somebody if it came up. Now, he is that. So, are we talking Jekyll and Hyde or Incredible Hulk? I think we're talking about Jekyll and Hyde, but Hyde is permanently out and there's no... Oh, no, Jekyll is permanently out and there's no more Hyde. Oh. No, I think it's the other way around. Hyde is permanently out and there's no more Jekyll. Oh. Oh, no, that's worse! <laughs> so, it like a space bad. green goblin. 
I don't I yeah, so I don't mean to sound rude, but what are we supposed to do? Like I'm actually wondering, like as if if this affected him, like is there anything we like why are we here? Like are we you just telling us this so we know? Are we supposed to do something? Uh Yeah, how is this how is this gonna affect our future work here at Star? If he's threatening you guys, I thought you would want to know why stuff is the way it is. So I called you in here to tell you that, at least. Th that's fair, but this is also the first time hearing about being threatened. So yeah, this is... Well, it just happened. understand my confusion. Yeah, yes, yeah it's, no, it's, it's understandable. Fine. Now... I just, like, what? A, what's the game plan? I mean, like, I'm I'm good for squashing bad guys. I mean, I'm that's what I'm good at. But what's the game plan? Like, he threatened us, but, like, we can't just go in there and be like, Ah, we know you're bad. Let's throw you in jail. We don't exactly have much power currently as students. Well, I think the game plan is find out why he is this way and try and fix it, maybe. I'd rather not have to kill my best friend. Oh, that complicates things. Uh, however, if it's not fixable... We can cross that bridge when we get to it. What's important now, though, is I can't work and do what I need to do with him watching me. However, you guys are students, and students ah. do research and field work, so... I could do a little sneaky sneak. All right, then I'm just going to have to say there we have to leave this classroom one at a time. There is no way he can know about us meeting in here or we will all become targets. Um, Jork, what you mentioned that some professors are good and some are bad. Care to um explain? It's not just Charles that we're dealing with now, is it? No, it's it's more than that. I I I don't know everyone's alignment in this thing if that makes sense some people are a little harder to track than others i know daryl is safe i know that How? because is he like your second best friend he's my second best friend that's perfect that's a perfect <laughs> <way to do. laughs> so what george just said to us was Yes, that's a that's a solid plot point. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know right now if Martha Blackhill is on the no-no list. Because yeah. I know I she know. is. Yeah, no, Blue just types up Martha Blackhill, question mark. <laughs> I know nothing about Martha. She was kind of a late addition to our group. I never got the chance to really talk with her. She could be as good as the day as long as she could be as evil as everyone. So, all right. So, what Noted. I think would be a, a solid game plan is just us individually checking out each teacher, see what the vibe is. We can do that through class periods, or through like general, I don't know, like advice sessions or something. At, uh, at uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like a conference, like a mentor or something, or not like that, but like right. A, starts with an A. I can't think of it for advisor. advisor. Right, advisor. advisor thank yeah. you. Yeah, something like so, that. So. I have made it to where all your files, I'm your advisor, technically. Okay. 
which means when you guys go out on field work, I'm doing the assignments. That will clear up some suspicion on your part, and it makes sense, because I usually take on more groups than the rest, so it works out mathematically. Uh, I do have a question. Right. What is it? Uh, the uh, limits. Am I allowed to just go... I mean, of course, not getting found out. But, like, uh, you know, being in war times, there can be some gray areas. What kind of student gray areas are we thinking? What are you thinking? Eh, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, the monastery's been known to torture. You're Jesus not going God. to torture another student. That's not... What kind oh, of monastery no, no, do you no, come no. from? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Who are you? Not students. Who are you wanting to torture? <laughs> Jorg, we can't consider that. We can't, come on. I mean, well, listen, nothing's off the table. I'm just... <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. I don't. We don't gotta. We don't gotta do nothing. Let's say. Let's asking. say no on the torture, but we will revisit it in the future if we need to. Jorg, do you have any leads for right now? Where do we start researching? Uh, he has like uh, like the papers scattered. Uh, you guys roll a perception check. Uh, damn it! If uh, just anybody who that twenty that twenty. Perfect. Anna, as you look around his office, you're the first person Ooh, to I notice this. You are... What? These we rolls. won the game! Okay, so... I got a 17. Okay. I got a 13. So, to our nat 20ers, you guys notice this really quickly. None of the papers on his desk are student papers. Absolutely none of them. This office is cluttered with papers... And all of them have different things on them. Uh, you see one that's like a pa- you see like a series of papers over the denizens of peace and their history, and you can tell he is investigating the war hard. Uh, and you see on the desk in front of him specifically, you see I'm only doing this because it's in that twenty. I think you see a few different words doing with radiation. And then you see another set of paper that has to do with religions of the universe. All right. Someone write that down. Hey, I can say if it's... Hold on, let me... Anna's not saying this out loud. If it has to do with religions of the universe, Anna did, like, a lot of research on that for a long time. Right, cleric. (laughs) But, like, not just... Yeah, that's how I sort of arrived at, like, the cleric thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. But yeah, that is, is that's any... what you see. Huh? Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, is there anything like... Did you say... So is that just like the Nat 20 people saw those specific papers? Did, yeah, like... the, the Nat 20 people saw those specific okay. papers. 15 and above, though, but not Nat 20. You guys just noticed that none of these are student papers. They are all papers okay. about the war. All about the war? Okay. Can I do like an investigation check to see if I recognize like anybody from like from 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 paradigm from my old school yes oh yes yeah roll right that's a 14 um you it takes you a second to find it but you see um on the he has like a bulletin board behind him and mixed in with like medical papers that like he has pinned up to remember for things you see uh one thing that has paradigm 
pretty prominently and then a string that leads to a paper or like a question like it says question mark question mark question mark bomb cool hey uh teach yes what sort of research are you doing on religions of the universe uh he looks surprised for a second he says oh um i it's okay some people believe i don't necessarily believe this but some faiths believe that um the you know the cosmic radiation is the energy of the gods coming out right and that some people uh, like Wind can manipulate that energy to be turned into key, to be turned into whatever it is. Uh, blue is especially good at taking that energy and turning it and binding it to things. Stuff like that. I know what the bomb was supposed to do. I'm seeing if there's a connection. I don't know. Are you saying that these bombs, these ARAD bombs, might be a sort of like they're powered by energy from gods? I'm not not saying that. Uh, just gonna say, I'm definitely gonna try to commune with Anubis after this to see if he might potentially know anything. I I think that's a good idea. Cool. Jin is very, very focused in on all this bomb talk and really, really like, Jork, I need you to tell us what the bomb was supposed to do. He pauses for what feels like a long time. He says, um, destroy. We don't know, but it didn't destroy, it moved. That was the thing. It didn't destroy the matter around it. It took it and displaced it to somewhere. We don't know where, though. I don't know where, and I can't find anything telling me where. You're from Boom, right? Yes. First of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, what if your people are still alive somewhere, and we can find them? Hold on, hold on. Like, in what sort of way? Alive how? Like, like launched into the astral plane? Because if you guys need to talk to the dead, that's, uh, that's kind of complicated. I'm interested in talking to you about that at some point, but if the if the matter's being displaced, it has to go somewhere, so they could still be alive somewhere. So, yeah, like on this, on the, could it be any anywhere, or just this like universe, just this galaxy? It could on be like anywhere. A, so, like a different plane. You know, I don't really know much about planar research. I haven't done much looking into it. That might be something we study. Together. Sure. Hey, wait, I just had an idea. Uh, Teach, we could have these sort of strategy sessions in, in your class. Like in healing and or what, in uh, medical, whichever class is yours. We could, whenever we're getting together for things like that, it could be another meeting thing. I don't know how many classes we have left before. Uh, you, yes, we can do that because then when I send you out on field work, I have to meet with you beforehand in the classroom. It'll work. Okay, all right. Is there, are there any more questions? I have a question, George. Uh, yes. Say I managed to uh, get a set of eyes and ears 
in Charles's office. He looks at you dumbfounded. Jin, are you telling me you... How? I... Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I, I left my rat in his office. And I can see through rat's eyes and talk to rat. He takes a big deep breath and says, well, Let's hope he doesn't find him. Is Charles scared of rats? Is that his one weakness? <laughs> no, no. Charles is, uh, isn't scared of rats, but if he found something in his office that he didn't know was there, he would kill it instantly or destroy it or whatever. I'd imagine he's probably pretty good at that. But, like, ask, like it's like an entity, right? Like, it's not just my rat, it's my familiar. So rat would survive Charles stomping on him, right? Well, yes. In a way. It's complicated, but yes. Okay. Are there any more questions? I ha- I have I have one more question. I had a question too. Uh, the uh, let's go with Molly first. So, Charles has changed since the bomb. Is is there a part of him that's still the same? I don't know. I'm scared to find out. How long ago did this happen? Well, the, the bomb testing that we were going to see that we were too close to oh, 13 years ago, and he slowly changed over time. So 13 years ago, the bomb went off, we were too close, and now Charles is the way he is, 13 years later. Wend? How do we know we can trust you? He chuckles and he says, Blind faith, I guess. Mr. Jorg? Yes? I hate to ask this, but... So you said once the bomb went off, he changed. You were also hit by that bomb. Have you noticed any differences in yourself? Hmm. He thinks, and he says, I really can't eat cheese anymore, but... Well, come to think of it, I wasn't a bug there before the bomb, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, right. I used to eat cheese all the time, and now it's gone. I can't eat it. Also, just... George's not a bugbear, right? He's a Goliath. Yeah, he is no, a Goliath. Goliath. The bug, the bugbear is Cassius. Cassius is the bugbear. Yeah, Cassius. Right. Yes. Cassius Fuck is the bugbear. me, I guess. Let me just reorganize <laughs> that. I have them switched. <laughs> Oh, man, now you got to redraw the entire fan art that we're making for yeah, ourselves. Like, <laughs> we're making mind. our own fan art. Yeah, huh. I mean, we are. True. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Jin kind of raises her hand a little and says, I changed. Oh. He nods and says, we can talk about that soon. You didn't used to be this socially awkward? I didn't <laughs> used to be a Ganassi. Jerk. Oh. Oh, well, that's significantly different. Yeah, now I just feel like an asshole. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah, this is it. That's, that's just Jen. I love you. <laughs> this is right. Well, I feel like that's as much as I can get into right now. Have fun. I don't know how to end a meeting like this. Uh, hold on. Let's let's all do a chant. Everybody put your hand in the middle. Right. All right. Okay. All right, so kill Charles on three. No, 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 no. I got this. We're <laughs> all in this together. Once we know that we are, we're all oh. star, and we see that. Oh my god! How long and break on that one. 
We're all done and we see that. Um, uh, for clarification, Jorg, I I don't fully I don't have full blind faith in yet. Just want to be a upfront with that, Teach. He nods and he says, "You know what, Wind? I wouldn't expect you to." And he pulls out a gun and he kills Wind. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says, "What a fitting end." And then the show's over. Yeah. Just because Wynn died. Wynn was actually the only main character. He says, right, so I guess you guys can leave one at a time? Uh, We can all walk out together pretending like we'll laugh and then... I think that'll make it more obvious. Uh, That didn't go so well last time I tried to do that. Jorg? Yes? Maybe you should punish me to make it make sense that we're in here. I mean, Charles. Uh, you guys just... can do that on your own time. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> well, yeah, Charles just reprimanded just me. If you, if you give me detention or whatever, it'll look like I was mouthing off in your class too, and maybe he'll lighten up a bit. Yeah, that might make it less obvious. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he opens. He walks over to the door and opens and says, "And don't mouth off in my class again." And points out the door. I'm gonna wait till like everyone else leaves the room, and then um, type out to George, George, to Jorg, um, <laughs> George, George, <laughs> to Jorg. <laughs> Have you heard from Rust lately? He looks at you very confused and says, "Who?" I'm gonna like do an insight check just to read Jorg's face, because now. I don't know. It's like one of those where like you're utterly confused, like so confused that things are starting to click together. All right, that was a fourteen. He, honest to God, has no idea who you're talking about. Blue just types out nothing wrong class, and then just leaves. Hey, by the way, I wanted to say Anna would probably notice that Blue hung back and just wait for them outside the door. They step out of the office after everybody else, and, <laughs> and like. Then- all right, what's going on? No, all right. Yeah, Anna just like approaches them and so what's the whole situation with Russ? You haven't you haven't seen him. You don't know where he is. Now Blue shakes their head and starts just. I think they just start just sending on a, Anna just images of memories of Rust. Like they're starting to be afraid that like also like Rust's other teammates don't remember him and everything. So Anna, you have no trouble remembering him. Yeah, I no, I still remember Rust. I, I don't I, I don't know how I, how I could forget him. Okay, they nod again, and they um, you type out another message. I don't know if this has anything to do with something with what's going on with the professors, but not even the school database knows where Rust is or even that he exists. We've got to find him and fast. I don't know what's going on, but this is not right. What's up, guys? It's Luke. Thank you so much for listening. Just wanted to take a moment to plug our socials. We got a Twitter, at NatWonderful. We got an Instagram, that's at Nat, the number one, D-E-R-F-U-L. We got a Gmail, which is the same as our Instagram. It's Nat, the number one, D-E-R-F-U-L, at Gmail. Um, And I think that's about it for now. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode.
guys are gonna do uh the python class it's kind of an afternoon class they want to wait until you guys have had a little bit more time to wake up and you know that wake up. <laughs> to wake up yeah you you get a little bit of time to wake up you have a five minute pre-flight little meeting and then cassius is going to set you up and uh put you out there and just kind of let you let you figure it out so uh class starts at about 3 30 so i guess wins there at what 5 a.m is that the point <laughs> i think he would just be there 30 minutes early because at least that's what he assumes is the earliest they would even allow him in <laughs> since yeah, it's like he, later in the day <laughs> yeah as you walk in cassius is already there actually he is a very early for class type person and uh, he is sitting at his desk. His papers are neatly lined up. Uh, you have the five-minute meeting is going to be with him kind of in his office because his office is bigger because it's also a hangar for his personal ships and stuff. And so you walk in. When you're the first person to see this, there are like five ships in this. There is a bigger ship that uh, you can tell is the uh, like the pilot and cruise ship. Uh, so, like, that's what him and Jorg and uh, Charles Marcia, uh, Martha Blackhill, that crew would be in that ship. Then there are, like, five smaller ships. And as you walk in, he looks up and says, Ah, oh, yes, wind. This is very nice to see you. Hey, yeah. I guess the last time I saw you, I kind of, I got to beat the shit out of you. So I, I want to start off saying sorry, but uh, I'm very excited for your class today. He, he smiles and like there's like pointed bugbear teeth and he says, yes, this is, uh, I am very ready to, to have you in the class. It's going to be great. And then he uh, goes back to grading his papers and uh, uh, writing notes to the students on how to improve their like piloting stuff and keeps going to the next one. Uh, who arrives in the class next? I arrive 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, yes, Anna. Yes. Welcome. Please take a seat for now. Uh, so can I, uh, can I like get in? Do I, do I, do I have to wait? I like, can I get in now? Like what can I, you, what's the deal? Wind, you must wait. Part of piloting <sighs> is patience. Wind is like sitting at the back, like leaning against a wall, just kind of like tapping his foot. Yeah. <laughs> impatiently. <laughs> and what's the order of everyone else arriving? I feel like Molly gets there like right after, probably like, I mean, still about ten minutes before class. Um, how much time has elapsed since our conversation with the Jorgster? Yeah, your conversation with Jorg ended at about eleven, so you guys had time to like go eat lunch and then have a little bit of time to like decompress before coming here. Okay, I'm gonna say that Jen spent that free time. Um trying to eavesdrop on Charles' office through Rat. So is there anything near the office, like within 100 feet, that I could be at or be doing that would be inconspicuous while I put my eyes and ears in his office? Yeah, so there's like a student hangout spot, uh, similar to like, at least in the colleges that I've attended, there's like the little, in every building, there's a little study spot. Uh, you uh -huh. basically got one of those, and it's definitely within a hundred feet of Charles's office. Oh, um, neat. So uh, yeah. Jin sits down with Space Hack Finn and pretends to read it while definitely eavesdropping. 
Uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, make a perception check for rat. Uh, we'll just say if there's not a stat for it, we just roll a straight d20 and we'll go off of that. Um, let me check the find familiar stuff real quick to see if they use... Yeah, while you're checking for that, we can go ahead and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue and rose, uh, which, uh, which one of you arrives second to last and which one of you arrives last? I think Rose will arrive last. I was going to say Blue arrives last because I was picturing them getting there like two minutes after class already started and kind of like doing the whole sneak in walk of shame thing. Okay, then Rose would arrive first. Should get in there just on time. Cordell, did you find anything on the find familiar stats? Um, nothing like in the stat block and the debate seems to go both ways, but people seem to lean that you can use your own stats, but you use their eyes to see. So like you get whatever, you get whatever abilities I have like dark vision, but I don't know about the stats. Yeah. I always heard you're using like the stats of the creature. Cause it's kind of like you are pushing your perception into theirs. So like, I, like Jin would go blind from yeah, my yeah, understanding yeah. of familiar. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so the- like you would use a rat's stats. Okay, well, the rat's wisdom stat is just a flat 10, so I can just roll a d20 and see what happens. Perfect, let's roll a d20 and see what happens. A 6. There, there's not much to pick up on, and you don't pick up any of it, just from examining through rat's eyes for that. And you are you kind of uh, snap out of it in a little bit of time to go to class. Nothing really happens on the way to class. But as soon as everyone arrives, you know, you hear Cassie just a. Uh, hello, Miss, uh, Miss Molly. Uh, yes, uh, Jin, hello. And uh, Rose, uh, hello. Uh, and then uh, he says, uh, no blue. Perfect, okay. I will uh, go on. Uh, first off, uh, welcome to the piloting class. Uh, my name is Cassius Dupree. You can call me Cassie. Yes, this is... Uh, so, 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 sorry. Sorry. It is not what I was expecting, but it happens. Uh, yes. Uh, however, you can call me Cassius. Uh, you can come talk to me whenever you would like. Um, and um, let's uh, get started with the teachings. Now, uh, some things about me that you must know. I live a sober lifestyle because I never know when I have to fly. And drinking and diving is not okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. see, now yes, what sir. this means is that if you are to be pilot, I expect you, while you are on semi-tutelage, to not do the drinking or the drugs or anything of that matter. Has that happened in your class before? You would be surprised. And then he gives this, like, big grin, kind of just, like, trying to, like, stay upbeat. And he looks and says... Right, so uh, today we will get in the uh, ships and we will... Oh, Blue! Wonderful you show up. <laughs> this is great. Uh, you, you you haven't missed much. Also, Caleb, I want to let you know your German accent has now gone full Taika Waititi, what we do in the shadows. Is it, uh, <laughs> I, oh my is it gosh! German? Wait, wait, wait. Is it it's German? Like, no, it's like I thought like you were doing bad. French from the start. <laughs> oh. I thought you were supposed to be French. Yeah, what? I thought it was supposed to be French. German. With a name Guys, like Cassius okay, this is, Dupree. This is, this is me. This is me. I've heard French from up. the start, but I heard you dip into German a little bit during this. This is me clearing up. It's just my bad impersonation of Peter Sellers in general in every role he's ever done. And when I say bad, 
I mean horrible, which I guess comes off as Taika Waititi and what we do in the shadows. So we're just having a fun time. If you want to remove some of the skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just made half of our audience feel dumb because I just referenced Peter Sellers. Okay, so Cassius, today we get in the ships. Um, Real quick, Molly just... Po- uh, points a finger at Blue and cast message just to tell them, okay, don't drink and drive. You got it? That's all we've learned so far. You didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have the ships and you guys will get in if uh, you guys will fly on your own. However, if you get in a dangerous situation, which I don't perceive happening, or you get in some type of thing where you are in danger i will take control of your ship from my ship and we will fly you back into here and let you park and uh go to the chill out tent i have some capri sun and some snacks just in case you freak out too much rose just is nodding like sort of a dead stare nodding dreading the the thing that she's about to do do you have this the scooby-doo fruit snacks those are the only kind of fruit snacks. Oh, oh, I forgot that about the galaxy. My bad. Yes. <laughs> we only accept the best, and the best is the Scooby-Doo fruit snacks. And uh, let's uh, go get in the ships. Who would like to get in first? Uh, um, oh, looks like Wynn's already have... in the ship. All right. <laughs> I don't have to go first. Wind, oh, let's go. Board. Uh, and this is what, uh, this is what he's going to do for like, each of you, uh, he kind of walks over to you and he says, let's go get in the ship. And he walks you over to, it's like a bit, like in comparison to what you are flying with, this is run of the mill basic. Like it okay, has, yeah. it has accelerate, it has decelerate and steer it. That's it. And <laughs> he, let he helps you hop up into the ship and he says, right. So we put on the harness. And uh, he, you obviously know how to click it in and everything. Um, and he says, "The second I click in the harness, I push the the acceleration forward and just immediately shoot out." Right. Okay. And then he walks I'm back. I'm doing somersaults. I'm doing loop de loops. <laughs> I'm um, already jamming out. Make, make a dexterity check for me with advantage because okay. it's piloting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just a is it just a straight check? Yeah, we'll we'll just make it like a a, a dex check because you've got you, your dex is good. You've got great dex. Yeah, yeah. The higher number wasn't a ten. <laughs> ten plus. Ten total. Oh, so okay. Ice I think this is. Roll. I think this is how it results. Okay is you you zoom out and you are able you get out just fine however this ship is not made to handle like car, like big loop de loops and spins and everything so as you go to do it uh you notice one of the few high tech things it has whereas every time you go to do a loop de loop it it's automatic leveling kicks in and puts you back down it's just not doing it for you he loads the rest of you up into the ships one by one and says, right, is everybody ready to go? Obviously, wind already went. Um, Professor? Yes? Do you do you have a booster seat or something? Oh, this is Is there is any way that the seat... Ugh. This I mean, is... you would think. You would think that the seats 
could go yes. higher than this. Well, yes. Uh, well, uh, let me see. And he says, uh, we Is there just like a toy version of the ship that she can fit inside? <laughs> no, there is not a toy version of ship. That is sitting Hi, on hi, I'm Drew Holly. I'm also here for this class because I didn't say that in my character. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Drew Holly. Yes, Drew Holly's the janitor. No, um, but. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the janitor. Yeah, I'll see myself out. <laughs> but he just says, uh, Yes, if you. Yes, let me help you. And he, uh, like, climbs up and helps you adjust the seat to where you are settled. You can hit the pedals. Everything is good to go for you. So I hop in my ship, and you guys follow me, all right? And he runs to his ship, and he just, like, does that cool thing where he, like, grabs the side of the ship and literally launches himself up into it. And before he even hits the seat, he is harnessed in, and the top is shut. And you hear everyone, including Wind, hears through their headsets. Right, ready, everybody? Three, two, one, go! And he launches out into space. What, what button do we push? Wee. There's so many buttons. He says, yes, on so, your left. He says, yes, on your left is the accelerate, and on your right is the decelerate. Do we have to hold down the button the whole time? <laughs> there is no button. You just, you just hit the accelerate, and you... Whoom, Okay, Molly hits accelerate. Probably a couple seconds after everybody. Else. <laughs> Rose is sitting there looking at her left hand and her right hand and sort of just making sure before eventually deciding to hit what she believes is the accelerate. Yeah, you guys all slowly, you know, there's a little bit of a pause for everybody. One by one, you guys kind of zoom out into space. Uh, and Cassius is uh, in one of his personal ships. And so he is kind of having fun. He is doing the loops, doing the flips, doing everything. And he's saying, right, so this is a time for you to explore some. Uh, try to stick around the base if you need my help. I will be uh, circling the base, watching all of you to make sure you are okay. And this is anything you guys want to do. Tell me and we'll make it happen. I had an idea. I, yes. I feel like Anna may have flown one of these things before, maybe like just for like basic training or whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, I think she wants to take it easy and probably just like fly up next to the base. I don't know, see if she sees any of her fellow classmates out and about or whatever. I don't know, just yeah. cruising by, just like close to the base, like making a, a slower loop. Yeah, I like. Okay, yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. I like that. Okay, cool. Perception. That is a. 15, 12 plus 3, 15. Wonderful. So as you are flying over the base, you get this wide shot where you see everything going on. And uh, you fly over the uh, battle arena and you see Tree and Shelly just practicing with each other. And Tree is tearing mannequins apart left and right, but like slowly and methodically. Terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. So, like, for the first time, you see a tree in action, and you see he grabs a mannequin, pulls both arms off, and then uses the two arms to, like, hit the neck hard enough that the head flies off. So, like, does it look like he's doing Tai Chi because he's doing essentially slow motion martial arts? Yes. Wind, what were you wanting to do during your flight excursion? I think he, was, he would just, like, try and test the limits of this ship. But I feel like it kind of looks like and feels like like a a grown up in a in like a kid's car, 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's trying to do all these cool things, but just the ability of the ship will not allow it. So he's just getting really frustrated and really disappointed. <laughs> I think uh, Cassius zooms and flies up next to you and kind of looks at you through the windows, and then you hear in your headset, like, yes, this is limiting. I know we can have a one-on-one flight session later. Okay, yeah, that would actually be amazing. This is just so primitive. That sounds good. <laughs> and then he races off to go find them, to go talk to the next person. Blue, what about you? What do you, how does Blue handle being in a ship? I kind of got like one kind of focused part of their attention on actually flying. And then I guess part of it trying to like figure out how the ship works. They had an idea for like pranking their classmates by like seeing if they could use their ship to like hack into the remote control system and see if they can control another student's ship but oh my that god that might be too like you know if blue I wants think... to do that then blue can probably do it probably i think if you're trying to figure out how the ship works why don't you make a tech check for me i think it'll just be flat because you're not completely focused on it though that is a non-natural 20 with a non-natural 20 you are examining this ship as you fly over it and uh you kind of absorb a lot of information you get how the steering works obviously you know it is a basic similar to like how an airplane works you know you pull up the ship angles itself up you push down the ship angles down what interests you is actually the engine the engine itself is a scaled down version of what is on a lot of ships you get this sense that Whatever is driving this engine is some sort of arcane type thing, magic, akin to how you do your infusions. Okay, in that case, I have a spell for that. Oh. Um, so, Blue has this little um, device called an arcane scanner, which in game terms is a spell identify. You choose an object... That you must touch throughout the duration, whatever. If it is a magic item or some other magic-imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them. Whether it requires attunement, how many charges it uses, if any. You learn whether any spells are affected by the item and what they are. If the item was created by a, a spell, you learn which spell created it. Alright. And there's no check or anything. I think it just happens. You just, yeah, you just yeah, are able the... to gain all the information. Yeah. yeah. What's the duration? Duration is in instantaneous, but casting time is one minute. So I figure it oh. takes like one minute to actually read the magical data, and then yeah. it and then it just pops that data out in like a format that Blue can interpret. It's like a little printer. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> and just I like that. Yeah, I pictured it like 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 a price gun, like a checkout line, you know, oh, um, yes. or yes, something like cool. that, you know, where you you scan it and it tells you what the magic is. I love that okay yeah you get a quick scan and then you see that it uh flashes across like there's like a little like dial on the back and it just says reading and you now know that it is absorbing the information and that it will give it to you in about a minute rose what what are you doing you are literally flying amongst your favorite things like you probably have a better view now than you ever have before 
Yeah. Rose starts off kind of stopping and starting. Like she's accelerating a bit and like stopping the acceleration. She's sort of testing how <laughs> it goes. And then once she's out far enough, she kind of takes a moment to look out the window and, and just sort of sits there, not really moving and is very much looking at the stars around her. And after probably a, a, a few moments, she'll start speeding up and sort of going through them and watching them blur all around. Make a perception check for me. Yes, I have perception. I rolled a 14. As you slow down to stop and really examine the stars, you get this feeling. I mean, it's a lot to take in, of course. I mean, it's a few, but I think there is like a, a moment of like intense feelings of, about it before you take off. And as you start to accelerate and you go faster and faster, for just a hair of a second, you see a streak of light go across your field of vision. Um, and when I say, like, a, a blip, I mean, like, it's there and then it's gone. Her mouth kind of opens and closes, like, what was that? And does she know, would she know what that was? Or would it be something Ooh. unknown to her? I don't think you would have a way of knowing what it was. Because I was going fast. Yeah, I'd like, I, I'd like, there are checks you could make associated to it, but I can't think of a reason that Rose would even know this information to begin with. Yeah. Do that. We will start there uh, with Rose jaw-dropping uh, Jin. Gonna be honest, Jin is a very singular-minded uh, woman, so... She definitely is trying to find where Charles's office is uh, from the outside and just like inconspicuously fly close enough to do a quick check in and see if she can't catch anything because she really can't let anything go. You know exactly how to find Charles's office. Um, you fly by and make a perception check. An 11. As, okay, as you fly by, you see three figures in Charles's office, but you can't make out who they are. What it through rat's eyes or through my own dang eyes? Because I didn't add a modifier. Oh, through rat's eyes, you wouldn't be able to get that close to rat. Like you wouldn't be able to get within a hundred feet. But if you want to, gotcha. okay, tell me what. Well, uh, let, one second. If yeah. we're doing my perception roll, then that was a seventeen instead of an eleven. If okay. that shifts things at all. So with a seventeen, uh, you look in and you see three figures. You can identify Charles. The other two are just obscured, though. Uh, you hear Cassius come in through your headset and just say, Jin, why you you are flying pretty close to the school? I would suggest backing away just in case. Yes, sir. And then I do my best U-turn and head on back to where everyone else is. Wonderful. Thank you. Molly. Sweet Molly. <laughs> She's just doing her best. <laughs> I, I feel like watching Molly fly this is like watching an old person, like, Drive a drive a golf cart. Like, it's just very, like, <laughs> puttering along. Cassius just comes in on your headset and says, You're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, now, how do I turn? How do you turn? You you simply uh, turn the wheel. Okay. So she knows how to turn now. <laughs> is there, like, a way to... Is there a way to stop? Yes. So you see the, the brake... Uh, the decelerate is on the right. Okay. Just press on that. H how do I, um... Do I, like, turn signals? There are no turn signals do, in space, do we have... darling. Um, well, uh, well uh, how how do we know not 
How are we not going to crash into each other? We are pilots. We kind of cut it fast and loose, you know? If we see one, we are we able, able to dive down to not crash or swing left to not crash. So what we need to do? Speaking of which, uh, Wind, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, a dexterity saving throw? Yeah. Why am I so rolling so bad tonight? I rolled a four plus seven. Oh, so that's enough. Hey, that's good. That's good Wind enough. Um, that's good enough. Um, as you are kind of like testing the limits of this ship and you're trying to like do tricks and stuff, you see ever so briefly and you're able to avoid it and it's able to avoid you as this ship comes flying in upside down. I want you to describe it for me. You guys see flying in a white, like kind of pale white ship um, that looks kind of organic almost like the hall is made of bone and it has like carvings of runes into it and like lines that have like rainbow coloring throughout each um it kind of is reminiscent of a dragon's skull um like at it's pointed in that way and the the front of the ship is where like the nose would be and the cockpit is at the back um, and it's kind of it's kind of flattened like the bat wing. It has wings on either side. Then on the back of those wings, there are just floating there four different crystals on each wing. So there's like a there is a big crystal on either end, on the far left and the far right, and that's like a glowing purple. And then in the middle is a small uh, smaller one that is more of like a a green. And then one smaller one that is more pink. And then uh, the final middle one is like kind of yellowish, yellowish um, red. Uh, it, you see it comes zooming in and uh, it comes within like feet of you. And you see just because your perception is very good, you know this ship as well. You see the face of your close friend Stormseeker, and he slows down for just a second, looks at you, winks, and says, hey, kid, and then speeds up and dashes off and is doing insane flips and tricks and all over the place. And then a little bit, well, no, extremely slower, you see a ship just kind of scooting along with Quake Strider coming in. All of you here over your headsets... Uh, yes, uh, we have some other flyers coming in today. This is great. Uh, that's it. Is that? It's Stormseeker. Okay. This is interesting. Cassius uh, says, right, so, uh, Chris, uh, why don't we all learn another important thing of the piloting class, and that is the docking. So we all head back to the docks, okay? All right. Well, wind is just kind of like, what? Oh, okay. Just kind of slowly... <laughs> But he's just, like, staring at Fang the entire time. As some of you are driving back, uh, Cassius is waiting outside. And you see he is still speaking into his headset, but none of you can hear him. Uh, anyone can make an investigation check as you drive by. I will do I want to do an investigation check. I'm too distracted. I'll That's do fair. it. I'm in. We'll go. I'm going to go around and ask instead of just, like, blurting out numbers. Um, but, oh, crap. Uh, Blue, what did you roll? 
That was a nat one. A nat Me too. One. Oh my gosh. High five. The one with plus seven to investigation gets a nat one. That's cool. Wow. Well, I mean, a nat one's a nat one. So we're so if you if you anyway. are one of the two people that rolled nat ones, <laughs> I got a nineteen. Wait, yes. 17. 19 and 17. You guys will notice exactly what he's saying. Rose, did you roll for that? Rose is too busy looking at the stars and does not care. That is totally fair. Have um, a time. So, uh, <laughs> J- so Blue and Molly, as you drive by, yeah, it's, it's fine. Nothing's going on. Jin, as you are driving in, you see that he's saying, you pick up, I don't think these words mean anything to you, but he says, storm seeker he's basically mouthing storm seeker what are you doing here anna as you are piloting in he can he says right just park in the docking bay the the visitors docking bay on the other side of the school we can meet up in the cafeteria as you guys are all kind of going in and docking he uh talks you through how to land and he says you just kind of aim the nose down and the rest of the ship will kind of follow once the front foot is down and then he says Alright, so everybody, let's get out of the ships. And uh, he. Oh, Caleb, what did the the arcane scanner? This, what did it? Yes, that is what I was gonna get to. With. Yeah. So as you, yeah, as you uh land the ship, uh, you are finally able to like actually take time to look at this arcane scanner, and it reads, it prints out on the sheet of paper, type of magic, conjuration, spell level mid. So you can tell it's like not a super powerful spell, not a low level spell. And then it goes on to give you like this pretty detailed information that basically what it's saying is that it is conjuring basically just any type of reactive matter from anywhere in space and making it react within the core and shooting it out the back. Hmm. So it's basically a magic nuclear fusion. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to take that piece of paper and shove it in the giant pockets of their dive shorts does blue have a fanny pack this is important no they have some shorts with just (laughs) absolutely massive pockets absolutely massive so uh cassius unbuckles and kind of goes around and lifts every the top of everyone's thing and says right so uh just remember to not do the drugs or the drinking after all this is uh for right now, we uh, walk under their guidelines. No drugs. I think the ship wind comes in on is kind of is kind of smoking a little bit. Oh my gosh! You yeah. Might try to push it yeah. too hard. Cassie's just as open as wind. How hard did you push this ship? I know. I, I, I'm sorry. It is okay for this time. Right. Well, wind. You have visitors in the cafeteria. Uh, the rest of you, you can have a great day. Rose kind of nods, but resume like it's kind of just standing there, still looking out towards the stars. Cassius walks up to you, Rose, as you're kind of like looking out, and says, "You know, if you want to come use this to look at the stars, I can let you come back anytime." She turns kind of suddenly and says, "Really?" Well, yes. I don't see why not. She sort of like she smiles really awkwardly, a bit too enthusiastically. And, and nods profusely and says, thank you. Cassius just kind of looks at you and says, right, so this is, uh, it is important for our navigators to learn how to deal with the flight as well. So. Yes, sir. 
and then she sort of scurries away uh, with the reassurance that she can come back. Uh, wonderful. So, um, this is great. So, Wind, we have a one-on-one later? Yeah. Yes, please. That's the view. Have a nice night. Uh, and then he kind of does like a little like salute at all of you and we zoom out. We see the base in its totality before we cut to Charles Lamarcier's office. Charles looks at the other two people in his office and says, So we don't know what's going on, right? And the other two people kind of nod and shake in agreement. And he says, I think we're going to have to keep a close eye on that crew.